unforgettable experience. Get ready. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's get hype. Chit, chit. What's going on, Cowboys Nation? <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of the Late Night Hype. Big Game James, Law Nation, Skywalker Steel. Two guests in the building. Boss mm-hmm. Cowboy and former Dallas Cowboy cornerback Tyler Patman. Are y'all ready? Let's go. What's up, young Lionhearted? I love that name, uh-huh. dude. Yeah, I man, really, really do. <laughs> Lionhearted. Before we go anywhere, where, where'd that come from? Uh, man, honestly, I'll tell you the truth. So, uh, in college, um, I forgot what album it was. It might have been the warm-up. But y'all know who J. Cole is, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and he had this line. It was like, little blank, right? But mm. I'm Lionhearted. Yeah. And that, boy, that just stuck with me. Yeah. Because you know, I always had like that. You know, I'm not that I'm not that big of a guy, you know, but uh, I just felt like I was, you know, a lion. Like, mm-hmm. ain't nobody going to stop me. You can tell me what you want. I'm going to keep going. It don't matter. So that kind of just, man, it stuck with me for, for for the long run. For all the fellow little people out there, I feel all right. Yeah, I feel <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That. Slim fit. Slim fit. What's up, Law Nation, Boss Cowboy, Big Game James? How you doing? Oh man, just 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 hanging in here so easy. Now I, I did want to piggyback a quick question on your background because you know Tyler, we know you, but we also follow the Cowboys very uh-huh. heavily. You have new fans. I wanted to kind of people might not know, but you had a very humbling road to even make the roster. I want you to get, get your background yeah. a little bit of just you know making a team with America's right. team. Oh man, it goes. You know, it goes way back before that, but keep it short, man. Um, came out of the uh, Oklahoma State my last year, uh, transfer guy over there and uh, went undrafted. Um, crazy thing is, man, after after the draft, um, I got a call from the Cowboys um, and they were like, man, we thinking about bringing you in on an undrafted free agent contract. Um, got a call from the Dolphins. They were saying, hey, yeah, we, we can't get you a contract, but we'll bring you in on a tryout. And, um, you know, my agent was kind of talking to them. He called back with the Cowboys, like, hey, let's just, you know, take it and run with it. Um, they were like, man, we just filled the position with somebody else. And so, um, but they were like, man, we feel free to just to come in on a tryout, you know. And so, man, we lined up two, two tryouts, back-to-back weeks. I went to Dallas on a three-day tryout. Man, it was the toughest three days in my <laughs> career. I'm talking about it was probably six of us. Uh, on the last day, it was just me and uh, I'm not. You probably guys know who Terrence Mitchell is. Yes, um, yeah. We were the last two. I mean, and we took all the reps on Sunday. Um, mm. And man, the next day I was full body sore. I've never <laughs> been that sore in my life. And uh, mm. you know, I just killed it. You know, and um, so two days later they called me back said they wanted to bring me in. Um, and you know, after that, man, it's just the undrafted grind, and you know, I had to make a shake in, in preseason. So crazy. It was, yeah, because people was don't. A lot of people don't know, but you had the most interceptions out of everybody in preseason that year. Yeah, I mean, 
I was trying to get it, man. I was trying to make. I mean, trying to get is an understatement. You know that that that's kind of like Donovan Wilson, like, and you know we Mm -hmm. say here a lot: if you win the crowd, you win your freedom. Right. You know, and that's when the crowd co-signed you. You know, and you put it out there, you put on the show. So, Yeah. yeah, man, it was. It was a grind, like I said, man. Luckily, I had a great coach, uh, Jerome Henderson. He really, like, spoke life into me. I remember. Um, man, he just, you know, he kind of made sure that he knew, you know, to make sure he fed into me mentally what type of player I was. Um, and, man, when I had that behind me, bro, I just I just kept going. And um, like you said, you know, being an undrafted guy, the fans going to love you if yeah. you're balling, right? Yeah. They want to know who you are. They want to know what's going on. And when I made those plays, man, they just they backed me for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and they looked at it well. Like the Cowboys organization even cut, I believe, B.W. Webb for yeah. you to get onto that roster there. So that was deep uh, yeah. for for you to make it undrafted, right? To to overcome a guy that was drafted in the fourth round. So that shows a lot of things about this upcoming season for the 2021 Mm -hmm. is that these young DBs or people that's out here from last year Mm -hmm. continue to fight. That's why I tell everybody, man, everybody got a puncher's chance, but you got to continue to fight and grind. And you did that. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Okay, well, um, is, is we're doing all the great congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah we gonna start. Okay, now. Okay, that's how we set you up. Yeah. Okay, I'm done with that. Big game James comes off the top turn book. Okay, <laughs> you know I don't do that stuff, y'all. We do nice stuff. I, you feel me? You know what I'm saying, Tyler? You, you was a dog over there, 2014. I was excited when you came on the team. You know what I'm saying? You came in scrappy. Everybody yeah. was hitting me up. I'm gonna just keep it real, Tyler. Everybody was hitting me up like, "Oh, you got Tyler Patman on there? Then you need to ask him about that dance. You need to ask him about this. Like, I don't care. I don't hey. care. You better ask me about this. So you know, if you don't want to talk about that's fine, but we need to nah. ask you and Dez. I mean, right. yeah, I'm man. Not. So let me tell you this real first, real quick. <laughs> Whenever I'm dealing with kids, like I told you, I, I work with a lot of kids. Right. That's the first thing they talk about. <laughs> Every time they want to know. Google you. See yeah, that's, yeah. You know, that's gonna be the first video because Dez. Yep. You know, we got a big name, so yep. that's the first video I'm connected with. Uh, but. Uh, man, you just, it was just one of those training camp days, you know, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. in my bag, I was strapping right. one-on-ones, team seven-on-seven, so we get to the last, it's like a two-minute drill, mm-hmm. um, and so we going, he happens to be on my side two times in a row, you know, the first time he's, you know, there's just, he likes to talk, that's just the type of person he is, he's fiery, you know, and I'm the same way, so I wasn't going to back down, and, um, <laughs> we got into it, man, and you know it just escalated. One of those hot training camp days, and you know, but that's my brother, man. He's a very humble dude, man. A great guy, and um, you know, after practice, we squashed it, man. It wasn't nothing but a little, yeah. a little yeah, brother. Fight. Trash I, mean, I think he loves that. He invites yeah, that. He, yeah, who I didn't get in the fight with see, this? See, he's too nice. You, you, you too <laughs> humble, man. Listen. Go say how it is, cause I play corn. I know how it is. Yeah, when they, I mean, when I'm asking, I want you, the you was winning. That's what I was saying. I was winning. I was, I was winning the reps. Yeah, cause that's how it go. I know how it go, man. Right. I, I'm telling you, when you winning those reps, the receivers want to fight. Oh, oh, they know. so calm when they winning. Oh, yeah. they're just throwing the ball at you like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Were you but there? But he was one of them dudes that was gonna be fired regardless. Regardless, if he right, was yeah. losing reps. If he was winning, yeah, reps, he yeah, was he just he just on attack. Were you yeah, there yeah. when he went 
You can't guard me. You can't guard me. You can't no. guard me. Yeah, no, no, no. Ooh. I wasn't there. Okay. He, uh, right. he, he, you probably would have said something. Yeah, he had to say, yeah, had to say that. Been been like, you ain't talking about me, yeah. though. Yeah. You speaking that corner yeah. talk. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 It wasn't talking me. about them, but yeah. you ain't talking, talking about, about me. me. That's nah, that corner talk. That's what I'm right. You were sticky. You you were a very sticky cornerback when you were here. I think it might have been, I mean, since you left, I don't know if we had a cornerback as fast as you. What was your 40 time? Uh, I was a high four four guy, four yeah. four nine. Yeah, you played. Yeah. I thought you played faster than that. I thought you mm-hmm. might have said four. Yeah, you three, definitely. So. I bet your shoulder was good because your. Oh trip, yeah, my quickness is that's what. Yeah. That's what I was blessed. Your with. change of direction was good. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. sir. I think the timing is also perfect. We spoke about this before we actually went live. Uh, we just had a promotion, Harold Nash, to the strength and conditioning coordinator. And one of the things that, you know, I was looking in your background and one of the interviews came up about Ronnie Braxton, mm-hmm. real truth, yeah. who is also your trainer. So, you know, Lizzie Cash with DallasCowboys.com. And they talked about that the prep of working with him with your work ethic was a lot that had to do with your success. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I'm going to ask you a couple of more follow-up questions on that. For sure. Um... Man, first of all, let me let me start by saying that just how we were talking about Dez and how he's that type of guy, he's fiery, I'm fiery, Ronnie's the same way, right? And there's not a lot of trainers out there that's like that. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of trainers out there that's going to push you when you need when you truly need to be pushed. You know what I'm saying? Because you know you get into the league, you get into the NFL, and uh, you, you get that ego, right? And so trainers kind of, they're going to they gonna coach you, but they're not going to they trying to make that money still, you know what right. I mean? But yeah. Real's not like that. He going to keep it 100 with you. He going to talk to you, right, in a way that you don't want to be talked to in, right? And he's going to challenge you in a sense of, um, I know you guys probably heard it, but it's it's a it's a thing they say in strength and conditioning that if you continue to do the same workout over and over and over again, you kind of hit a ceiling. Like yeah. your body kind of gets used to it. Yeah. Um, this yeah. dude is so special. And coming up with different exercises, lifts, um, football drills that are so different that you're like, bro, like, how you even come up with this? But at the same time, it still correlates to the field. Um, and that's what was special about him, man. He's just always bringing something new to you um, to help you continue to grow as a player. Yeah, um, because this, this is something that I honestly feel from the bottom of my heart. I feel like strength and conditioning coaches are sometimes most of the undervalued people in the whole building. Oh yeah. Like, like, and and people don't know why Marcus, when he passed, it was so many players Mm. that was hurt because they also spend the most intimate time with you. Like most, until you kind of get into organizations and organized football, like at least college up, you don't see that. So like, I want to ask you just, be Jerry Jones. Introduce mm. what would you and just be creative if you want to be. You have no cap on this. What would you pay for somebody like a real troop? Mm. As Jerry Jones. You Jerry. And I'm hiring a strength coach. Yes. Um man, I'm thinking seven figures. Um, it's that important, like you said. Um, and sometimes I think they're undervalued. It's seven figures. Seven, yeah. right? Because now you're talking about 
um, protecting my investment during a, a 16 week season. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, that's, that's everything. Right. You know what I mean? If, if I want, like, if I want Ezekiel Elliott to be healthy during the season. Oh my God. My strength coach got to come with it. Right. He got to know what he's doing along with the trainers and his massage person and chiropractor and all that. But, um, bro, they got to know what lifts we need to be doing. Um, how many reps, how many sets, the percentage of the weight, you know what I mean? Cause I mean, you see it all the time where, you know, there might be a team where all of a sudden all, all these players are having hamstring issues or yeah. knee problems, right? That yes. has to do with the strength and condition <sighs> along, along with the practice reps and all that together. You said though, that boss. It's it's a big deal, man. It's a, it's a I don't I think people don't really realize it sometimes. They, I, I, that's why I say it's the most because I looked at his background and mm-hmm. and I don't mean to ask another question. Did y'all want to say something about that real quick? Well, no. well, well, no. But yeah. I, I just have to add to this right quick. Uh, you, you you're touching on some good points, and I think that the Cowboys schedule is always weird around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. time because we have those multiple games back right. to back, and it's a short area. And I think it's like, what, three three games less than 14, sometimes less than 17 days or so. Mm-hmm. So that strength and conditioning coach is very valuable for the Dallas Cowboys. Exponential. And, mm-hmm. and yes, I will, like you said, it, that, that'd have to be seven figures. Uh, seven over, figures. Because yeah, yeah. I, I looked at Ronnie's background because obviously uh-huh. researching you for the show, I was researching everything about you, made me research him also. Uh, and in 2013, 11 of his 11 players that was on his offseason program played the entire season. 2014, that's you, mm-hmm. 13 out of those 13 played the entire season. All of his undrafted free agents made rosters. <laughs> 2015, 13 out of 13 guys <laughs> played the entire season. Yeah. 2016, 16 out of his 16 professional athletes Played the entire season. 2017, 18 out of his 19 mm. professional offseason. Act. That is a way better record than Dallas ever had. <laughs> yeah, man, that's uh, a. <laughs> I never even looked at it like that. See what like his numbers was, but like I said, man, he just challenges your body in so many ways that when you get to training camp, you're ready. You know what I'm saying? They know. I got a little nick here. I got a hamstring. Nah, you're going to be ready. So his summer his summer program is the real truth, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like you say. So, Is it true that y'all had like 13 different facilities that y'all trained in? Yeah, that's just one of his. Philo- I don't want to put his information out Yeah, that's like true. That. Okay, that's right. Because you know, okay, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. researched it. Like, let me, <laughs> time out, you're right. Competitive <laughs> intelligence, my friend. Yeah, yeah. But no, nah, he's very, very intelligent with what he does and how he does it um it's it's different you know and if you're not open-minded to it then when you get there you won't you won't stay there but it's it's very great for athletes especially um nfl of course veteran and younger guys to to be challenged in that way go ahead guys sorry oh okay because i mean i i feel all that but i want to ask about do are you Okay, so you said you're coaching high school football right now. Just said your first year, Tyler, right? All right. Are you still following the game right now? You're 29. Are you still following, like, follow the Cowboys? Do you follow the Cowboys? I follow them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm always peeking around and looking to see what's going on and mm-hmm. definitely watching the guys that I know, like okay. um, 
me and Jordan Lewis, he used to work out with Ronnie Tom and, um, you know, that's one of the young guys that I was around, man. Love his game. Me too. Love his game. Let's let's talk about that. Can can I ask you a few questions about this guy? All right, I'm going to ask a quick question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because, you know, I I met Jordan a couple times. I like Jordan, but I don't know if he's going to come back. So you got Jordan. We had Barry on here last week. Yeah. And Barry said, throw the grenade, blow all this up, and start all over. <laughs> he That's said he, that, he, too. He, he said, throw the grenade, blow it all You're a cornerback. You know. You got Jordan on the team. Uh-huh. You got uh, Xavier Woods. I know he's a safety. And then you got Cheeto, okay? Now, we know about Trevin Diggs, and I, I think he's nice. But what's your kind of feelings about the cornerbacks that they have there right now? Do you see any of them coming back? And maybe, you know, what's this kind of your thoughts about the situation there with the cornerbacks, um, kind of in your opinion, just looking from afar? Um, one thing that I admire about the Cowboys, when they draft a guy, they're going to try to stick with him, mm. especially if he's a young guy. Um, now, I believe that there's there's only so many chances that you get, right? And that's coming from an undrafted guy because y'all know my chances was yeah. right. even yeah. further down. You know what yeah. I mean? But um, – I believe that there's nothing wrong with keeping those young guys, but I feel like they need a veteran yes. corner to come Green in. We've been talking about that's mm-hmm. a dog, right? Yep. And uh, to kind of lead the way, because if you look at it, I don't. When's the last top veteran that they had in that secondary to kind of lead them? Tyler, well, I'm well, glad you wait, go into that detail. Oh, oh, no, I'm glad he said <laughs> top veteran, because here's the thing. Yeah, you, you could bring in Nolan Carroll. You could bring in salute to Daryl yeah. Worley, right? Like he was a good guy, but but, you but that, that don't mean you gotta be any. You gotta be good. You gotta have some clout or you know some something on your resume that stated I've been consistently good in this league for a while, so I can come in right. here and tell a young Tyler Patman, hey, this is how you do it because I've been successful doing it this way. Yes, not you know a one year rental that's been in the league for eight years, but he's been mm-hmm. a fifth, sixth corner and a special teams guy. Right, like Dallas yep. needs, in my opinion, that's what they need to do. Bring in somebody back there, be it corner or or safety, somebody back there, veteran wise, to get mm-hmm. in that room and help them out. Yes, sir. Oh, no, just like you yes, just said, and, and you I'm, got a chance to play with. I guess he was on your way on your last year with the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Byron Jones, when he was down there. Yes, um, yeah. Did you see that he was going to become? <laughs> The cornerback that he was. Tell the truth. Don't be on his line. Don't be on his line. You a coach now. You're not playing. Coaching now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is the thing about Byron. Okay. Uh, I didn't think he was gonna be a corner. I thought he was like he made he made the transition to safety, and I thought he was gonna stay at safety. Mm -hmm. Um, But the thing about Byron, as you probably can tell, he's such a hard worker. And he pays attention to the details. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what he did when he went back to corner, right? He he got a few seasons under his belt, Yeah. right? He kind of grew in the game. um, And then he started playing a little smarter, right? He got those long arms. I started to see be patient and and stay square at the line. And he kind of took his game to another level. Um, But, yeah, man, when he first came in, I was like, ah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm already there, so I'm like, man, this dude ain't messing with me. Uh, you know, yeah. I was just kind of on that. Uh-huh. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. But you can tell he was gonna last long in, in the league just because of how hard and how focused and attention to details he had, man. So I'm glad he panned out, man. It's a it's a great thing to see how he's playing right now. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Man, so if you were Jerry Jones, you would have kept him. You would have kept him on the team. You'd have still drafted Diggs or what have you, mm-hmm. and it would have been just that. That would have been what you needed. Right you keep there. on saying if it ain't happening. So why you talking? I, I know, about I know, it? I know. It's so it's over. It's over. <laughs> hey, do you do you get a chance to look at any of the guys in the college right now, like the Sertains of the worlds? The I haven't. I haven't been okay. real deep in the college. Um, what about your boy kinda... from Oklahoma State? Who's that? What's his name? Got drafted last year. Was it? Was it? Uh, was was it Terrell? What's the cat that came no. out of Oklahoma uh, State? You talking about AJ Brown? Yeah, that's who it was. A young cat. I don't even know if he got drafted. Now I think about it. See, I ain't even been able to watch his tape for real like that. Uh-huh. Um, I'm lucky, man. I get to. Uh, Terrell's Clemson. I got a little. I got a little uh, access to steal some NFL film, so I'm able to watch it a little bit, man. And sometimes I get on there and watch some of those young corners and check them out, see what they're doing, and um, it's it's. I love it. You know, I kind of, I'm kind of biased because I'm a five, five, I'm going to say five eleven on a good day. On a good day. Like, when you feel good. Yeah. I feel you. I'm right there with you. But the game, you know, the game is kind of moving to that big corner, right? So it don't even matter though. But the five eleven corners, I've heard plenty of scouts, Tyler, uh-huh. the five eleven corners, they said they rather have those type of players because they can get up underneath those receivers. They have quicker hips. They have better recognition. They're better type players. It's just the fad of everybody going it's six. It's the fad, bro. I What about this Dan Quinn system? I don't care. You, you get a five dollar, you a baller. How you gonna how you gonna play this defense right here? I don't care. How would you how would you play this defense that Dan Quinn is gonna incorporate? What's what's he bringing in? Yeah, he's gonna bring in that cover one. It's gonna be the normal stuff, oh, the corners, the yeah. you know, universal stuff. I mean, like, it, it gotta a cover be, three. It Not gotta be ballers. Three. Like, you just gotta be able to get out there, have that confidence, and be on that island, right? It's it's different on that island. Like, you can't. I mean, big corners is great. You yeah. know, I feel like they gonna make a play every now and then. Yeah. Uh, but now it's it's crazy because you see the you see the transition, man, of like big corners being able to have good feet. Like yeah, I played with I played with Jalen Ramsey, and he's one of them dudes that yeah, big but total small package. feet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You you see him coming out of 45 degree break, and you like okay. yeah, 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 like yeah. When you really see it like on the big that. man, it is weird. It's like it's crazy, man. And this is how it is because you see a kid like uh, DK Metcalf, and you yeah. know front office is automatically thinking, oh, we got to go get somebody <laughs> big. Big. We need a six one corner just to play with him, but. If you are, you already know, I believe if you're a baller, you're gonna baller, you're gonna find a way. Period. Hey, hey, so. how tall was Daryl Reeves? That's what I was just about to say. But you know what? Uh, I feel like also if you study the game as well as your physical attributes, just like you said, with Byron, you look at the little things, you gotta study that tape, you gotta watch the film of your opponents. That's how you always gonna get better. But I wanna say one thing that you said, Tyler, bouncing off what the other guy said. I feel like the reason why we are lacking still, and I just feel like maybe just this might be what it is. We don't get them dogs in free agency because mm-hmm. this is what I think. Just what Sky said: if a Nolan Keller, if a Nolan Carroll comes into the DB room, and I'm right. a DB, I'm looking at Nolan Carroll. I don't give a hell. I'm looking at Nolan Carroll like you ain't better than me. So why the hell I'm listening to you? All right. 
you're not an upgrade to me. Right. If you come in with a dog, though, I'm like, okay, he been there and done it. I'm going to sit there and watch. I'll, just because you a dog over there don't mean I'm going to look at you a dog over here. Right. I'm going to watch how you practice and, and that. But you'll have an automatic a, a look of a different respect if you have a guy that's a dog come in. You're going to be looking at him different. And then if you see what he's bringing to the table, what he brought over there to here, I feel like you follow more and it brings up everybody maybe in the DB room, in my opinion. But oh, yeah. I feel like we keep on getting these bargain guys that when you already got, I'm drafted and you bringing a bargain guy in, you're not better than me. Hmm. So why I'm looking at you like you're supposed to be telling me something. I mean, is that real, Tyler, or not? That's 100% real, <laughs> right? You like, you supposed to have that mindset anyway as a corner, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, I'm a dog. Like, you got to have it. It ain't no... If fans are buzz about it. If you ain't got that mentality, you're gonna get cooked. Yes. So um, man, when you bring, like you said, you bring a guy that's kind of so so and man, they didn't pay this dude 1.1 million dollars to come and, and take my spot, and you kind of just hand it to him. Like dudes that feel truly disrespected. You know Ooh. what I mean? And so like it's it's different when you bring in a a Pat P and a, a Revis or you know, whoever, then you like, okay, you know. So, so hold on. You said handed to him. Mm. See, because people don't believe that there are politics in professional oh, football. Oh, yeah. That that's what changes the game in the league. It's not it's not the football you played in high school or even college. It's uh, it's a business for real, right? And so, if a dude is getting paid that money, he gonna get way more looks than you. And you're going to have to do everything right. And he's going to have to do a lot of wrong uh, for you to get that spot. So it's it's a crazy business, for real. Oh. Yeah, we, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's like anything else. I mean, we we all play sports. We've seen it. We've seen right. it in high school when right. we play. We've seen coaches right. show favoritism. And then we've oh, seen yeah. no matter what you do, we've seen where parents have money in the boosters in high school and they were the who's who. No matter what you did. You weren't playing, and right. he had to break his damn ankle for you to get some time. And boy, you better play like a monster you when you if you if you if, right. you if he catches one touchdown on your head, bye. Yeah, sit <laughs> down for real, for real, right? And that you just gotta imagine that favoritism with twenty million behind him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know right. it's, it's different. You have you know? no chance, right? right. right. Well, right. well, what it is right. is they gonna get that person a million chances. Right. To yeah. And you, yeah, yeah. they don't want to look right. wrong. And that's the bad thing, man. They, um, that happens to some young guys, and they never get a, a chance to really develop in the game. Yeah, you know, and they they don't get a chance to develop, and then their mental is messed up. Like, oh, oh I can't, I can't make a mistake. Now you tense and you're trying to play perfect, and it's just disaster. Dallas is. is... See, y'all listening to a player now. I just want everybody to know, y'all listen. He, he, go ahead though. I'm sorry. I just in Dallas is, is has that issue before. We we gave <sighs> up on a cat like that. Uh, Ward. Did Jordan Lewis like that? Oh, oh Jordan Lewis Trarius. still playing. Trarius. He gets a lot of time. Well, he didn't get it. He didn't get enough. But go ahead. I'm sorry. You don't think he got enough? No. Anthony oh, Brown yeah. took his rail. He has. Yeah, and he you know what? We'll talk about this off one time. Yeah, that's we'll talk yeah, one time yeah, ago because yeah, I disagree completely with that. He oh, get it. I got to talk about that. I'm talking that's about guys time. like Ward and Terrence Mitchell. These guys yeah. never really got a, a, a solid chance of footing in Dallas. And look, yeah. they want to, you know, Mitchell been around the league and has played well, and Ward's Ward. been with the Chiefs and he's played well. So well, we see that too often here in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. and the thing about Mitchell, you know, we came in together, and um, I don't know if a lot of people know that he came in young. 
Like he came, he skipped a year or he skipped a senior year and declared. And uh, there was a guy at Oregon that was supposed to do that and he didn't. I forgot what his name was, but he was a big time. Um, and Terrence did it instead. Hmm. And uh, bro, he was just so raw. He was so, so raw. And um, it was just like one of those dilemmas, man. It was me, him, BW, um, who else? Then we had Skandrick, B Carr, mm-hmm. uh, Claiborne, and yeah. uh, Sterling White. Moore. Oh, Corey White just got transferred. Yeah, yeah Sterling yeah. Moore was still there. The AP room was thick, thick. And Corey so, White was nice. So, I mean, you talking, and Sterling Moore played great his last year there so i mean it was it was a room full of guys that you know didn't have a lot of recognition but they was y'all was underrated see you know what people don't bring up about y'all the lack of pass rush y'all had for years Mm -hmm. see they people don't understand (laughs) he said no comment You say, man, this is a DB. I can't hold him for six, oh, seven, seven man. seconds. Was, I can't hold him for ten seconds. Too much, man. Nah, and y'all know the Marinelli system is is just like the one y'all talking about about to come in. It's cover one, yeah, cover three. I mean, yeah. it's basically and, and our cover three is if he goes vertical, that's it. That's you. That's you. Right. So, um, man, it was tough. I think our sec, my second year, I think I think D Lawrence had got hurt. Yeah, that's what it was. And then I forgot. 15. Yeah, I forgot who else we had. Like it was, we were struggling. Yeah, was it was, it was and, then, and the guys that came along, they came along after you was gone. Right. Mm-hmm. So and and it take about three years for yeah. most defensive linemen to develop. But that's why y'all was underrated. Yeah. When they offer you that contract, why you didn't why you didn't take it? It, it said that you, you you refused and you went off to uh, Miami land. No man, what happened was. Um, it was just one of those years we were losing we was losing uh we got to the second to last game and they actually released me mm-hmm. and they were like we're gonna put you on our practice squad and so um you know it was a lot of a lot of things that i did as a man like the way i handled it i was like man i'm not coming back you know and um i didn't look at it from a business perspective i probably should have stayed looking back at it just because they knew me as a player mm-hmm. um and being undrafted trying to go somewhere else is tough yeah you know what i'm saying and because they didn't didn't have the familiarity with you right and i made a bonehead decision i went to miami um to 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 a place where there was an interim head coach Mm. so after that year they left and a whole new staff came in yeah so um that's what happened they tried to bring me back on practice squad and i was just kind of in my head ego like man i'm not like yeah i felt disrespected i felt very disrespected Mm. and um you know, I just didn't like the way they handled the situation. And, um, you know, I felt like I needed to get out of there at that moment. So I'm glad, that, we're, I'm glad we're hearing emotions because we all, this is real that boy. people don't, yeah. that players don't we, have them. We, man, we, people see, treat oh, y'all like, 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 uh, uh, Madden Dude. players. Yeah. This yeah, is you amazing. You know? Yeah. And it's just the thing, man, when you feel like you don't deserve to be released and you get released, you're gonna feel a type of way you know what I'm saying? and if i was older i probably would have looked at it in a different light like i would have really broke it down what mm-hmm. i'm looking at mm-hmm. uh but in that's in that time i'm like man this is this is bs i don't right. feel like i deserve this i need to get out of here and i felt like i wasn't valued so um but it was a lot that went into it man i know that and it helped me grow so much as just a, a young man bro and just handling situations um business wise and relationship wise so 
yeah. it was cool. It was it was all right. I learned a lot, man. Because I know you're looking at 2016 team. They like, man, they winning now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, hey, Tyler, yeah. don't worry. We still choked it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We would have been better with you though, really. Yeah, we, we, like, we would have been better with you, like really, straight up. Yeah, but you know, I think that actually would have turned us the corner. Yeah, because he would have been over Anthony Brown. Injured in 2016. Yep, and Anthony Brown was out there. See? Uh, he was, that was his rookie year. His, his rookie year was, was actually good. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I, I think best year of his career. Yeah. That was, uh, who, who was it? It was him. Byron. Tio. Byron. No, 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 no. It was Byron. Byron. Safety, yeah, Byron's at safety. It was Carr. 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 Moe. Carr was still there. Church. And then Heath was subbing with Wilcox. That's the 2016 secondary. That's right. And he yeah. ended up starting, right? Yeah. No, he was rotating. Coming oh, off the okay. He was rotating in church. He was better. Church was the man. Yeah. yeah. You in church, I mean, y'all was solid. Like, I love church game, man. Yeah, church man, game church was on. like. Bro, like when he male. used to come up, when he used to tackle somebody and come up holding their foot, like, how <laughs> you do that? That boy, that boy tackling game was yeah. Excellent. That's why yeah. all the damn tackles. Yeah, Same, right. man. I'm talking about. I mean, he like came male. He delivered. Yeah. Like when he was not getting work in his first full years of start, he had like 138 tackles. Yeah, no, crazy. It was ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, but hey, I, I'm gonna tell you right now, dog. I, I respect. You know what I mean? Because I feel like, and I ain't even trying to sound, but I always felt like I've been an underdog type player or a person in my life. So when I get underdog people that come on the on the rosters and fought and just listen when you say, man, I felt disrespected, man. Bump all that. I was, you was just yeah. saying, oh, I probably did the same thing. I'd probably be sitting just like you, like, older. I was just thinking about it. I probably shouldn't have did that, but when I was younger, F y'all, you ain't disrespect me like that. Right. I feel <laughs> Just love how you came with the realness because oh, yeah. we love hearing that on here, but we don't yeah. a lot of times we don't get to hear the contracts and how the players feel about how they feel. How, we want to hear yeah. how they feel, and we really appreciate you coming on and saying that because yeah. people think these players are robots, people exactly. think or don't have emotions. People think just because they make all this money that they ain't normal people. Mm -hmm. Yes, they have normal emotions just like me and you. And, oh, yeah. and, and like a job, if we feel disrespected on pay, so mm -hmm. do y'all. So I'm glad you uh, brought that realness, man. Oh, yeah. Super real. So. Indeed, man. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, you cut. You cut. Basically, kind of ended it right there, James. I dropped the clue bomb. Can I get a clue bomb? I got you, brother. I got you. Hold on, let me find a clue bomb for you. Boom! <laughs> 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 All right, parting shots for uh, Tyler, man. Anybody nah, man, I, I enjoyed it. I wrote down literally what you said, Big James. I was gonna talk about that after James. when we recapped it was morale and emotions. They not robots. That's exactly what I wrote down. Yeah. It's a and and you know is i wasn't expecting this level of candor i was not <laughs> you know but you you gave all of us and the people that's watching right now across all social media channels just honesty and reality of what it's really like being in the locker room and then right. just from corner to corner yeah <laughs> yeah i love to hear the mentality because i know the mentality it's right. the like you said it's the mentality you have to have to play that position and and, and even how you sized up Byron coming in. That's all real talk. That's right. that's honest. That's like you're gonna size up the guy that's coming in, and you you came away like confident. That's just it was just I loved it, man. It was cool. Oh yeah.
Appreciate y'all having me. Can't wait me, to do man. it again, man. Hey, man. Oh, yeah. I'm going to check y'all out for sure. Yeah, definitely, dog. Yeah, man. We appreciate you coming through, dog. Give a round of applause for Tyler Patman. Y'all. Hey, and Tyler, I want to ask you one last question. What actual football team are you coaching in high school? So I can kind of, you know, follow that. I, I, I'm I at uh, North Forney High School right now. Okay. Yes, okay. sir. Okay. We're going to move up. And yeah. what positions are you coaching? Are you coaching cornerbacks? I'm coaching secondary right now. Second, oh, yeah. You're about to be a going to move up for sure. Yeah, yeah it's indeed. Yeah. You're in the league. you by five yeah. years. Yeah. Let's see you in college. Yeah. Look, look. Right. Hey, hey, and let's, let's, let's remember this because we were here first. So when he go again, four, <laughs> yeah. remember that. Remember we, that. You was over here first talking yeah. about it. We knew. We all knew right. all y'all did. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. All right, good brother. You take it easy, man. All right. Too much to unpack. Y'all be blessed. You too. Salutes. Good stuff by, by Tyler, man. Absolutely good stuff. Wow. Uh, we'll wrap that up here in a quick second. I'm just get everybody plugged back in. Um, yeah, let's get everybody back. Law, there you go, Law. Oh, we good now. I ain't gotta do nothing. <laughs> That's the fight. Let's I'm back. quick with it, baby. Let's go. Bang. <laughs> yeah. Man, that was good though, uh, boss man. Appreciate you getting Tyler to come. I like Tyler. He was right. He real like chill. Tyler. Lay yeah, back, real cool chill, dude, man. Laid back, yeah, yeah. Granted, humble for everybody guy. that don't know, he said he was going to do only five minutes. That's the <laughs> longest five minutes in life. I know. James <laughs> got him. That wasn't even me, homie. That was yeah, okay. James, James that, got that, him. That, 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 you see how I threw you I under said, the bus real quick, big? I said, dog, no. <laughs> then I got, yeah, I got a text message about five, six two minutes later. James said, 20. I'm like, all right, I know he done did something. He done said something. James said, I got three more questions. James you want to sit down? He said, yeah, James, like, I'm going to ask it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you ain't getting on here in no eight minutes, five, eight minutes. You on minimum 15, 20. Yep. You, uh, but no, it was, it was good, man. It was real good. And I hope he has, he has some success with coaching and whatnot. And uh, we can get him back on here. Uh, maybe if he if he uh, has any insight on some of these players that are drafted, it definitely if we draft some cornerbacks, so, which oh, yeah. we need technique and everything. And yeah. like I said, I just like how he was talking about how players really feel. Like yeah. you know, we heard Cole Beasley said, you know what? I felt disrespected by the offer. They ain't even so I, I'm dipped, you know. And we hear, and I'm not bashing Dallas, so don't think I'm bashing the front office now. But I I hear a lot of players, not just in the organization, I felt disrespected by that offer, so I wasn't doing that. And it's real, just like I said, a real job. Like, you work your ass off, you feel like well, you deserve to get this money. And they're like, oh, here, a quarter. What? And and, and, and we shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that right. That's we the should. Cowboys' right. M.O. Right. Huh. Another thing that kind of stood out to me was when he said, um, just being honest, he said, when it feel like a guy has it handed to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, that that so that's is somewhere in his point of view and his memory, that was a locker room feeling of a guy somewhere. We can all speculate to where it does, and it affects morale. So like it's as a fan base, I think sometimes we act like morale is not don't exist with Dallas. We just act like we could talk about the players in public, use them in negotiations. Um, put people that's undeserving and keep them coming back like they did with Witten, with whole snaps from your younger guys that should have developed. Mm-hmm. It's all of that stuff. It's, he talked about the team effect. And I mean, I think we were so lucky to get a guy that's fresh out of playing because you're not going to, most players go speak politically correct. Right. But the fact that he's already moved on in his career, he could sit there flat footed and speak honest. And I think it was great insight for those who just paid attention to the show today. You talked yeah, about 
morale and it's, it's crazy because didn't we see that this year on the defensive side of the ball with the coaches I, from everything that we've been reading coming out of Dallas from the defense coordinator to uh, Tom Sula and I guess probably some of these secondary coaches there really wasn't any cohesion there really wasn't any uh, 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 camaraderie it sounded like everybody was on different pages and when you really go back and look when you grab somebody from here, somebody from there, somebody from here, and, and bring them all together in the situation we were in, probably something like that is going to happen. Nobody bought into to, to, uh, not Dan Quinn. Nobody bought into Mike Nolan. They probably didn't buy into Jim Tom Sula. The word coming out is that the teaching wasn't there, right? And that you got older guys like that. That's probably what's happening. And now they're bringing in, they're ushering in these new coaches. Dan Quinn's a little right. bit younger, right? This is his first gig. Becoming a defensive coordinator since being a head coach. Uh, he brought in his guys. But but guys, let's calm down on this. Because I think we're getting out of hand in Dallas Cowboys Nation. When coaches bring in their own guys, boss. Yeah, James man. Ball, no. That is, yeah. that is common. If you go right. look around the league, that literally happens on every team. And to be honest with y'all, I don't know how this is going to work out. But I'm just giving my two cents real quick and I'll let you go. Yeah. I'm... I'm okay with Dan Quinn bringing in people that are going to be on the same page as Dan Quinn because they work with Dan Quinn. <laughs> we just saw you went and got Al Harris from Chiefs. You went and got Mo Linquist, college. You went and got Jim Tom Sula, Washington. You went and got uh, what's the cat's name? Uh, uh, Mike Nolan, New Orleans. And you put them in a the melting pot and said, fix it. In three months on Zoom. Yeah. None of them have the same type of mythologies. They all have to get on the same page, and it didn't work. So maybe you need to bring in people that are on the same page as your head man. So I'm okay with, with Dan Quinn bringing in his guys to implement his scheme. I don't necessarily know that Mike Nolan brought in his guy. I'm not saying that it would have mattered, but nonetheless, that was a cluster F. I digress. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I, I think that it's two sides to the coin uh, when, when we say the buddy-buddy system. And, and of course, a coach got to feel comfortable running his scheme and his system and implementations because that's that's what all coaches do. I believe in the hearts of hearts, coaches, coach, coaches, meaning that, okay, they brought in Aiden to be the defensive line guy. He didn't have experience as defensive line guy in Atlanta, but he was an outside linebackers coach. I think that he will be the guy that Dan Quinn can reach out to and say, okay, this is what I want the front four to do. Although I'm going to have my hand on it, right? Yeah. But I, I trust Aiden more than I trust any of any other anybody else. I trust him more than I trust Jim, Jim, uh, Tom Sula, whoever, right? So we have to give it a time to grow. And, and objectively speaking, I think that this is the right way. But the only problem is, is that I know a lot of people are going to look at your previous record and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, and that's just unfortunate. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's uh, because Mike McCarthy has a bad ref sheet on defense. We have to start being honest about that now because it's starting to seem to follow him. Like, and I'm not even quite on board with the defensive line coach that they just hired. It's, it's a little bit too green for my liking. The fact that he only coached linebackers before and then he was over quality control for two years, a coach only one year. Then you put him in a group of men that doesn't have the that doesn't have the right feel to me. Um, sometimes you can hit on a genius like um, 
like like our offensive coordinator. I was just Kellen about Moore. to say, how you feel about Kellen Moore? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I'm think I'm looking at it balanced, you know. But it's yeah. one of those things that my initial thought when I look at McCarthy's history is I don't blame people that have a healthy amount of skepticism. But I also was crazily thinking about what you said, uh, Sky, before the show, where I know Ronnie Braxton. <laughs> I know him well. I went to school with Ronnie Braxton. So to be all the way candid about that and, and, and transparent about that. And I was thinking it's going to probably sound biased for me to vouch for him. Right. right. But it's I but it's also a benefit that I know him because I knew him. So he never knew that I was going to end up maybe interviewing one of his players. Right. So as I'm interviewing one of his players, I'm like, I knew because I was out there when y'all was one day having a session and I saw you in real time fully focused on guys not getting injured. You know what I mean? Like emphatic about it. So it's so sometimes your relationship has a major advantage because if you're going to knock to to your point, Will, if we're going to knock uh, Mike McCarthy for one coach, then you shouldn't give him no credit for filming. You got to give him credit for filming because he got that relationship yeah. hire extremely right, yeah. you know? So I, I think it's a, I think, but it's, but I am concerned because that's, that's valid to have concern. I mean, what, what, how can we be super confident after last year? In, in right. right. I think skepticism <laughs> Especially right now. Defense. Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. On defense. Cause it's starting to follow him. And then I'm looking at your current picks and I'm like, do you put that on a head coach though? An offensive, he's an offensive guy, right? And I, I'm gonna tell you what was going through my mind today, bro. I'm just being all the way honest. Man, that's that's the only way I'm gonna be, man. Is some some people don't like power around them. Like I heard people say loving us when we do shows because they say, you know what? There are four people that got voices in this in the cowboy, but they come together. People not used to this right here. <laughs> like this is not normal. <laughs> like usually there's ugly rivalries and fights and pettiness. And I'm just starting to wonder. I mean, obviously I'm not the roach on the wall to see the conversations, but Mike McCarthy, do you have a problem with sharing power? Do you have a problem with picking guys with better resumes? Because Quinn, I'm just speaking honest, man. He was the cheap seats. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, fired midseason. You you haven't had a top ten defense, literally only once your whole tenure at Atlanta. Even though you wasn't the head coach, I mean, the defense coordinator, the buck stopped with you, and you supposed to be a defensive coach. You was literally known as comeback city, bro. Like literally, when we was playing them and they had that big lead, I said, "Thank God it's Atlanta." And I mean, that that's the day of the game, and I posted that, "Thank God it's Atlanta," because it's like we got hope. So that's cheap seats to me, meaning his resume was poor, right? And we have all these good coaches in the playoffs right now. Come on now. We got good, we got good coaches in the playoffs right oh. now. That's the, oh. the premier. Oh. I'll just play it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, like Spagnoli for Kansas City. We saw what he he has a oh, track oh, record. Oh, oh, oh. How'd he do as a head coach? No, 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 no. No, I'm saying right now, judging the current resumes, okay, like we know as a D coordinator that he did much better on that defense 
than what we've seen out of Quinn. How did Spags and, do as a head coach? As a head coach, I'm not even sure. He was not good. He now, was he a, now, was he – was his defense good, though? No. <laughs> the, the his team defense was bad. <laughs> was his no. players – was his players bad? Uh, yeah. Was, I believe it was the Rams, not mistaken, y'all, right? Uh, uh, Rams, bad team. But they now, was a bad team as a whole. Uh, boss, I completely – I think I, I'm pushing back, and I don't want to take over the boss and steal show. No, 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 but, no. This is the dialogue I want to have. This is why yeah. I'm glad I got this you. This is on a good here one. Because good. it's interesting. Because you Bear. say his resume. Right. His resume as a head coach, yes, question it. But his resume as a defensive coordinator, how how really can you can you say it's it's uh what was the word you said it was? For low variety cheap, or cheap? Cheap seats. How a cheap seat's higher. Okay, so so is is his resume as a DC cheap sheets after having, you know, going to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl? Of course not. Great defense. Mm. Okay. So, but you can say the same thing on Mike Nolan then. No, I can't. Yes, you can, because he also got a Super Bowl. He also had him a top five defense, and actually he had more. Oh, when, when did no, Mike he, Nolan win? Did Mike Nolan win the Super Bowl as a DC? No, Mike Nolan. Um, yeah, when he was with uh. Marvin, Marvin Lewis won the Super Bowl as a DC with the Raiders. Oh, that's right. He was the DC. He was what? He was the linebackers coach. He was something yeah. on the staff. He eventually he became the defensive coordinator. He inherited that defense. But I can say this because I did research all though, of their. Yeah. I researched all of the resumes. Yeah. Like before, I start talking about these defensive coordinators. He actually built him a top five defense way more than Quinn. So. This is very hard to judge. Like, this is not an easy analysis that we're going through. No. But it's just the timing, because I think with all of them, you have to also look at the talent, right? Right? Because that's fair, right? You can't give a, even a great coach bad talent. They go, right. they, they go stink. Right. So, but at the same time, you was known for comebacks? I'll get to that. I, w- I don't want to go. Y'all go ahead and re- re- rebut or, or add on to, to bosses, and then I'll come back. Go ahead, Law. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm just not buying this offseason <laughs> optimism, bro. Not yet. There's no optimism. And it's getting worse. There's no for, throw optimism out. We just speaking. We speaking fact. You speaking your truth. You're speaking facts. Let's also talk about the fact that Quinn. And this is because I also I don't want people to think that I'm just all the way out on Quinn. I like some of the things that they've done with Quinn. I like wit. I like the wit pick. Because I think McCarthy really got his butt kicked by wit. You know what I mean? Because you know how it is. You respect people that beat you up <laughs> straight up, right? Like right. throughout life. The bully gets no respect until you beat him up. So when you are high on a coach that was the competitor to you on the same team, he was likely whooping you and earned your respect. So that's why I like the wit pick. And obviously I like the offensive line coach. That worked out great. His resume is is, is excellent as an yeah, offensive line coach. Yeah, it's excellent. And but but Quinn. When you had to have basically, you can argue which defense was all time. Legion of Boom, 85 defense, or the Ravens with Ray Lewis in 96. Those are all that was a top three all-time defenses. So could it be in Denver too? But it's uh, but I would say this about Quinn. I would say this about Quinn. I would say this about Quinn that I do like, because I don't want to just talk about what I didn't like. What I do like, it's very obvious to me. It's very obvious to me that the players love him. His defensive players, they get behind him. And I saw that from Atlanta 
and I saw that just from my research, and I know y'all saw, saw the same thing. Um, Atlanta and, and Seattle, they get behind it. And that's a good sign. That's right. a good sign. Um, I just, I just, I wouldn't want us to be shopping from the cheap seats because we trying to control you. Now feel me mm -hmm. on that. Like, because guess who else, if you really think about it, was a cheap seat hire. I say Mike McCarthy was cheap seats a little bit too. <laughs> Not as bad, but it's like when you, when you hiring these people that sit in their dormant, you can control them possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my, Mike McCarthy was a, a higher, a, 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 I don't got time higher. Jerry said, I ain't got time to hire Joe Brady. <laughs> I ain't got time to hire Matt rule. I ain't got time to hire Patrick Graham. I need a coach who did something. Cause I, I ain't got time. And that's what that was. Uh, you know, there's some young bright coaches out there that could have been hired, but it would have took time. Or <laughs> took time. No, you have to get that I'll right. Just let everybody know I'm not sleeping when I read the comments. It just I'm looking down, so that's the only way I can read the comments. Yeah, that's why I was trying to let Law so. James go yeah. because because I got I got some stuff I want to talk yeah. about, but but I don't want to I don't want to keep interrupting y'all. About no Quinn, dog. I done already said it. I felt like it was a, a shut up signing. I'm not hating on Quinn at all. I'm not saying he's a bad coordinator for the team. I just feel like, just like you said, Scott said that Jerry's 79 years old. He's going to say, well, you know what? I ain't 50 now. I'm 79 years old. I'm 80. Uh, Quinn got a Super Bowl. He had the Legion of Boom, just like when he brought in Richard, just like when he brought in McCarthy, because McCarthy won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. He like, I ain't got time to wait. So this dude got a resume. He done did this. So let's get your ass on over here, and let's hopefully let's make this happen now, because I ain't got time to wait. Good That's thing. what... Good thing, James, he's not 60-something like uh, Nolan was. He's not 70-something like uh, Kiffin was. He's not 60, 70-something like uh, Ki uh, the other, not Kiffin. What's the other? Rob Marinelli. You see, yeah. we, we always bring in these old-ass defensive coordinators and expect them to relate to these young bucks. Now, Marinelli, salute to him. He did what he could do. I'm not going to knock Marinelli too much. It just kind of got stale, and it was time to move forward. They could have just did that with Chris, honestly. They could have just – I felt like that would have been the best thing to do. Promote within because you need that continuity. But I'll get back to that. Um, Law, anything to add there? Well, it's good that we do have now a, a younger defensive coordinator. Uh, but I'm, I'm just sitting here waiting for like week one, week two, week three before I give my evaluation <laughs> and my assessment of no, Quinn. No, no, no. Everything is wait and see. Yeah, it's yeah, wait yeah, and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's wait and see. Kalash, y'all just... so happy and go lucky with the other. I can <laughs> yeah. bring in some, some new talent. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And, and it just didn't never came out to where I wanted to be, you know? Yes, we understand, Jay, that Gus Bradley was the, the defensive coordinator before Dan Quinn. We understand that. We understand yeah. that. That, that, yeah. that, that. That don't mean you take away what Dan Quinn did. With the defense. I mean, you just got to build Quinn another that's, Legion of Boom. If that's the, and, and, and see, on top of that, because if that's the case, you Gus need to Bradley. take away every head yeah. coach all their accolades if they had great players. Take it away. Bill Walsh, yeah. nope, no. don't give him any credit. Nope. Tom Landry, nope, 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 not, not all of them. Nope, because nope. some of them rebuild. See, like Marvin Lewis, he rebuilt another top five defense. And what and did that he top rebuilt. five defense do for him? Nothing, because it's offense stink. Many, when you got a quarterback, I, no, they did when you not got stink, a quarterback, boss. oh, no, they did stink. Like, when Andy Dalton Andy got you in the playoffs, this. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yo, dog, uh, Cincinnati defense was nice, and they got a lot of sleepers. I'm not disagreeing. And he got a lot of sleepers. 16 years. That defense couldn't win one playoff game for him? 
No. Cause that offense was that bad. Like when when Andy Dalton play makes the playoffs four times with three Pro Bowls. Andy Dalton's trash. Get in there and <laughs> throw one touchdown to seven also, interceptions. Also got in there. That is not your defense. Also got in there with Palmer. Last year in the playoffs before Marvin Lewis got fired, it was them doing the stupid stuff at the end of the game when uh your boy fumbled the ball when they had the game won. Andy Dalton had got hurt. And they had the game won, but, but that running back from LSU fumbled in the game, and then they came back and lost. So Bengals did stupid stuff to beat themselves in those because they really could have won that last playoff game against Pittsburgh. Yeah.